0: No purchase necessary voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The West World Theory Cast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com right now and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com is the men's accessory marketplace. They aim to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each and every day. Now, we all know that cufflinks.com has Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Star Trek, Mandalorian, Disney, every amazing geeky thing. They have products that match your desires, as well as having the classic wearable art brands like Ox and Bull, Hook and Albert, and of course, cufflinks own brand cufflinks baby so head over to cufflinks.com today we wish you and your family well have a great day enjoy the show welcome back to the westworld theory cast it's the wednesday show hope you enjoyed ken and i on monday my name is axel and today i have my two co-hosts for the rest of the season on wednesday brett and jenny i'm going to introduce them in just a second But I did just want to tell you that we are going to be talking about Westworld Season 3, Episode 1, Parse Domine, if I pronounce that correctly. And we are part of the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at DVRPodcast.com. We've got another show coming up on Friday, The Cleanup Techs. That's Gina, Tim, and Andy. So that's three shows a week. And I also am covering Better Call Saul with Ashea from History of Westeros. And curb your enthusiasm with Tim, who is on the Friday show of Westworld 2. A lot of podcasts. Go over to DVRPodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. We're going to get on with the show. I'm super excited. I know that a lot of you heard Jenny and I cover big little lies, and she was always like a super feedback giver for Westworld. So it's awesome that now we're here, we're doing a show. How you doing, Jenny?
2: I am doing great. How are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. I'm COVID-free. Me too. And I'm living it up, baby. Living it up <laughs> as best as I can. And um, In your social distanced world. <laughs> yes, we are very socially... We're not even using cameras tonight on this show because... <laughs> We don't want to like, be like Clementine and send thoughts to each other or something. Um, now, Brett, you have heard on Westworld Theorycast last year. We did a couple shows. Then we did a finale show. I'm super happy to have Brett here as well. How are you doing, Brett? I'm doing fantastic.
1: It was actually about two years ago not oh, instead of last year. To God, be that's correct. right.
2: That's true. It was two years ago.
1: Wow. That's right. Two years ago. It's been a while. It's great. It's great that it's back. You know, I almost forgot about it there. And then it came back and it's,
0: it's wonderful. <laughs> I know. Westworld kind of surprised me because I thought that it was going to be coming out in the fall. And that's why I was like, let's do Curb and Better Call Saul and The Bachelor. And and then they were like, guess what? Westworld is coming out in like a month. And I was like, oh. like, yeah, it was like
1: late January. Or, yeah. So I want to say that
0: they announced March 15th. And let, let's let's kind of dive in there first. Is part of the announcement of the new season were trailers, which I know Brett has not watched because he is spoiler free. I watched a couple, but not the most recent one. How about you, Jenny? Have you watched trailers?
2: I think that I watched all of them. Okay, I actually the one that was a commercial thing that you had shared. Um, I just saw that one today. Yeah. Which oh, that's a little late for a trailer. That's about yeah.
0: the AI.
2: Yeah, about the it was like a commercial for the tech company.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, the insight. What's that, Brett? Uh,
1: I did not. I did not watch that video. Uh,
2: (laughs) 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 Spoiler free.
0: Yeah, spoiler free. (laughs) But part of the thing that did kind of come out about the show, and I think after we've now seen the first episode, I want to hear from you all. Jenny, first up, how do you feel about the changes? I mean, it's more of kind of a straight narrative, little maybe more action. How did it hit you this episode?
2: It did feel very different, um, you know, because we weren't going back and forth in 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 the different time frames, other than when uh, Aaron Paul's character Caleb was having the flashbacks to his time um, in the military, but. Uh, beyond that, it just was, it was a straight flow and it was very action packed. And I thought it was great. Um, I have read some, some reviews in magazines or, you know, online magazines where they were downing it a little bit. And I was like, y'all are crazy. This show is awesome. But that was, I guess, take, take what, (laughs) take that for what it's worth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, like I I said the other day with Ken, I, I agree. I was, I thought it was super fun, and it still felt smart to me. What did you think, Brett?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, It it was different, mostly because the setting was, you know, the real world, which is a place we actually haven't seen, except very briefly in a flashback. So, and and the entire episode was set, you know, uh, you know, in in the outside real world, other than that little stinger scene at the end. So that part of it was different. It kind of felt it felt weird, but it it was also really cool and uh just seeing, you know, seeing how the world is in the future, you, you got introduced all sorts of new fun fancy technology and uh it's just, you know, it it was definitely Westworld just without,
0: you know, the western aspect of it.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um Heath I talked to Heath this morning and he was like man I love this episode it felt like uh a li- it felt like Westworld crossed with a sci-fi heat
2: it it, remind- it was funny cuz when I was watching it and I was looking at their their the futuristic cars the ones with the glass sides that you had mentioned in the I think you mentioned that in the other podcast um that I was like, I feel like they had cars like that in like Minority Report or Fifth Element yeah, or something. Yeah. I was like, I was like looking them up, and I was like, no, not quite, Jenny. <laughs> but it did bring both of those to mind. The cars did. I was like, that was so. It just was very different. But I mean, it still felt like Westworld to me because of Dolores.
0: Mm, great point. That's a great point, and we Dolores. And the references
1: to what what happened in the park, you know, the news was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that just kind of tied the two worlds together.
0: Yeah. I think maybe one of the things is we kind of have to settle into it, right? Because like we're saying, it, it was such a change. And even when season two came out, we thought, okay, the war is on. Who knows what could happen But still, we were following William on his journey, right? We were following Dolores through the park. A lot of it was a mirror of the first season where Dolores and William end up together, right? In the end, Mm -hmm. Teddy shows up. So it was very reminiscent. And this did feel very different. But all of that stuff was there. And most importantly, after I was done watching it, My mind was racing with all the little nuggets and maybe secrets and ideas that could be here. Why don't we start off talking about who you mentioned, Jenny Dolores?
2: Hey, I want to say oh, one more thing. It was something that um I hadn't noticed until I read this um Vanity Fair article, but I was like, "Oh yeah. There were lots of things that call back to the prior seasons too that made it keep feeling like Westworld where it was just people like mirroring things that other people had had said and done in the previous seasons and it was just like, "Oh, well, um you know, Dolores had 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 called out to that that jerry guy at the beginning she's like don't you remember me and there, there had been the season where the thing with the man in black when he's like you still don't remember me do you and mm. things like that it was like calls back to and i was like oh these guys are good when i was reading that article so anyway <laughs> slow uh, that's a great off point. recommend it, it was it was really good and the just things like that there were several different ones that they called out but um yeah, it was like those were things that made it seem like Westworld too. Besides the, um, just it being Dolores and whatnot. So anyway, sorry, uh, tangent over, and uh, we can continue on with the Dolores. No,
0: thing. that 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 is about Dolores, and I think Ooh. that you know you had mentioned, um, I think in your notes or you, Brett or Jenny, that she says to him, you know, I'm the last of my kind
2: yeah, which I thought was odd when she said that because like there's still those other uh, pearls or whatever they call them the brain balls um, that that she has and, and and ostensibly she's put one of those into the the Charlotte Hale body and did she put one of those into Martin's body, or did she get um, from when she when she did when she was in the forge reading everybody's books? In season two, did she, like, record enough memory of Martin that she was able to create a new one um, for him well, from what both. she remembered? Yeah. Like, did she use one of those brain balls she bought? brought? Because I thought those were, like, people that she brought out of the park. But I don't know. <laughs> That's they a lot of were,
1: theories. They were probably people, although we don't know for sure, but they can also be rewritten.
2: True. But can she write more of the balls out in the... With that machine
1: she has? Well, my assumption (laughs) is that right now, my assumption is that she She, is limited to having herself plus five additional, uh, you know, Westworld AI robots in the world. And she can, she is allowed to code, you know, a brain onto those balls Mm -hmm. based on her own knowledge you know, she she went deep into the forge and read a bunch of those books, you know, hand quotes. And so she has extensive knowledge on the consciousnesses of, uh, you know, many of the guests that were there, including this Martin
2: guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she,
1: she was able, and my you know, my theory is that she was able to download enough information about Martin into her own head while she was there in order to put that on one of the balls that she smuggled out. In order to you know create basically a replica, right? I do believe that one of those balls is in his head? That's kind of my interpretation.
2: I mean, yeah, unless she's created some way other way of creating. Anyway,
1: unless there's like she's a she's currently the last unit. of
2: her kind. <laughs> <laughs> unless no, that's a, a control unit you were saying.
1: Unless there's a control unit ball printer right. in uh, in you know Arnold's sanctuary. Kind of like how we saw in the James Delos lab where they were printing off the the red ball mm-hmm. hybrid. Maybe there's a ball printer there. We just haven't seen that yet. Right.
0: Yeah. That's the, I think that it's questions like these that I hope that we find the answer to. I'm I, I mean, I know sometimes people can say, you know, that's a little pedantic or getting caught. She's got this many. What can you do? Like, kind of watch a show, but I think it's important, and I think that they play with things like that to reward the viewer that pays closer attention to it.
2: Right? Like, uh, we want to know yeah. who has the five balls because.
0: And, but I who think are it, the five balls. <laughs> a lot of balls talk here. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the the I'm going to go back to calling them pearls. Because every okay, time we'll you say balls, them. I want to crack a joke. The thirteen-year-old. Right. <laughs> hey, Brett. Like Jenny was saying before, when your kid's seven, you're going to get to that too, where it's like a lot of balls <laughs> and talk, um, a lot of jokes about yeah. balls. Um, but that is an interesting idea, right? Many of us had thought the significance of her taking the five pearls out in the bag was that she had taken people with her. Mm-hmm. But I think that you all are hitting on something different, which is that she perhaps doesn't have the means to produce any more balls. So that just means that she can change the information inside of them, but it's the actual physical container that can fit into the other contraption, which builds the body. That is what is of importance here. And whoever is in that ball can change because if she read those books in the forge, which is the code of these people, she's a robot. She can access that information like she was there at any point perfectly, right? With total fidelity. So by reading it, it's what Brett said, downloading it. So she has all these different people. Uh, in, and I, I think that that's – while you were talking, I was kind of like, I think that's the answer. I don't think it's spe- – I think maybe one or two of them are specific people, but I think that she may have just brought them because those specific people are – set were sentient, right? Mm-hmm. But because she said, I'm the last of my kind, it makes me think – Maybe we're they wrong. They just blank. Yeah, they're just blank. They were just blank balls. So at any point in time, she can only have five robots working for her hmm. out in the world. She can only copy five people right now. That's that the extent s- of her plan.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like a solid explanation for it that, really does. that line that she says, I'm the last of my kind, which is kind of strange for her to say that. But that makes sense in yeah. that context.
0: Because you think, oh, maybe one's Teddy. He became sentient. So the idea of copying him is, is different. Like, I guess you would say she could kind of copy a human, but what she's re- she's not performing like the fidelity tests on Martin, right? She's basically just controlling him. And having him follow the program and act as he would act within the confines of that program—you catch a gray ball,
1: not a gray ball. if you remember the st- distinction between gr- like gray balls and red balls.
2: Yeah, the red ones were the ones that couldn't do it with the fidelity; they needed
1: the, yeah. The red ones were like the ones that had like the organic, uh, you know. Yep. So, so I think
2: that the, yeah, the red ones were. People who could really like, even though they were originally real people, they could only ever after exist in the park because the park was their control. Because it was on the loop every day, or however often they reset the loop, so it was constantly repeating itself. Because that's the only way they can maintain fidelity mm-hmm. with the human hosts. Yeah,
0: that's I a believe. good point. So, uh, so Martin. That's the Mar- after
2: my rewatch. I figured that out. I didn't really catch that <laughs> in the first i 'm around, I was like, Oh, it all makes so much more sense now, and Ford tells you that in, in season two, but I totally like it went over my head yeah.
0: So. the rewatch is essential, but I think that 's a great point that we 're making, which is that she didn 't the copy of Martin and the copy of Hale are are programmed to act like them, but they 're not like delos where right. they are supposed to they
2: think that they're them. They, they think, think that, that, that they're, they're the person exactly. still or whatever. They right. know that they're a host.
0: Yeah. They're, they're a different, they're following a certain set of commands and guidelines that their programming. And Dolores has given them. They're not sentient. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction because
2: it's the red versus the gray, like, like yeah. Brett said,
0: yeah, because that when she said that that really interested me when you pointed that out, Jenny. When she's like, "I'm the last of my kind," so I wonder um, what what is uh, what do you think is up with Brett I mean, with Brett? I was thinking of asking you this question, Brett, um, of Dolores and this company Insight. Why is she so interested in them? Um, what do you think? We know that the founder has died and that his son uh, Liam is taking, has taken over Liam Dempsey. What do you think is up with that? How long has this plan that Dolores has had been in motion? Do you think it's connected to the first guy that she killed in the beginning?
1: Well, he, he, I believe he was the one that gave her some level of access into insight with uh, when you know, when he put his thumbs on the on the iPad there, ah he, yeah, I think he gave, gave her access, or he gave her you know secret files or whatever that could help her uh, basically hack into this Rehobaham? Rahobahum Rehobaham. <laughs> <laughs> Re-ho- Re- <laughs> Re- I'm just gonna say I mean like keep it, keep it I
2: was trying to get it down how they pronounced it on the show, but I was like, it's so hard to say yeah. because the accent is on that second syllable and it's like it's hard to say it like that. Anyway, sorry.
1: So I believe that's Rehobum. and it and it plays out later that um Liam is told by that other woman in that meeting that someone had been um There was some kind of breach that they that they had discovered, and so she was, and it was an internal breach. It wasn't an external breach, and so that's when he got upset. But I believe that was a direct reference to Dolores getting the information from the guy that she killed in order to tap into Rahobam. And my theory is that that's how she was able to swap out the the Martins at the end of the Mm -hmm. episode with that knowledge.
0: So do you think that she's already hacked that system? I believe that she's kind
1: of tested it, but she's not like all the way in yet. She, she, she got into it enough to where it like flagged the, the architect or, or whoever's, you know, monitoring it. But she's, she's obviously still not all the way in yet, because I believe that's why she's trying to
0: figure out the name of this guy you know, this architect guy who has control of the whole thing. That makes sense that she needs him to kind of do that, make that final move through the system. Yeah. Cause I forgot about that. You're right. There was so many, um, he was getting, he was getting summoned repeatedly. Right. And he was getting those phone calls and we also knew that Dolores was obviously pulling something on him, but they were kind of subtle about that. You're right, that, she, that the woman came in and said uh, her name was Mart- Martell. Yes. And that um, someone have, has, required, has uh, acquired access to it. So why do you think she wants this thing? well it's there's just
1: so much data about almost everybody on the planet it seems like and it also seems like it has the ability to project you know likely future events if if the way it works is that so ken's theory is that it taps into these implants that evidently are like commonplace in, in this future world so if it taps into these implants that you know a, most of the population has it's reading their brain in a, in some way and it's able to like forecast the best path for them so it must be running you know millions of simulations on every person that it has access to the resu- one of the results of that is that it could probably project you know likely future events where you know, where paths of people converge, for example. So having that knowledge of so many, you know, human beings, plus perhaps the ability to predict the future are some things that she may be after. I'm I'm not totally sure exactly what she wants it for yet, but I can tell that it's a whole lot of valuable information.
2: Well, it's like the forge, but in the real world, I mean, it has all their, their information. I mean, you know, I, so right. basically where the forge was like just this storage thing that like you could forge things from literally you could forge people from from the forge and Rehoboam is like a godlike thing like it has all it's all knowing it's all powerful. So like comes back to the thing where at the end uh, Dolores is talking about you know you you needed to create a God like why. You, you, you know you were free you had no god so you tried to build one and it it isn't god the real gods are coming and they're very angry and it's like oh okay so like i feel like she's i don't know maybe putting herself in the in the role of a god over that she's like i can take control of this and you're just i, I don't know if that's what's going to happen that's just a theory based on the way like there's been a lot of um well in the in the opening and um in this episode there's a lot of like biblical <laughs> references going on mm-hmm. the rehab Rehab <laughs> That thing, Rehoboam, however Re- Rehoboam, However, we thank you. <laughs> Rahobah, Re- yeah, um I, <laughs> so. I don't. They say it really fast, and it's really hard to say. But like, he was the son of Solomon in the. And that was the. And he took over half of Israel when Solomon, King Solomon, died. You know, the son of David. If you have any biblical stuff, you know, in your brain. Brain, which you may or may not, but like that's all like you know, God like stuff. From and and uh, one of the reasons that Solomon fell out of favor, which Solomon was apparently the name of the predecessor to Rehoboam on the um, from Insights Company. It says that I think in that commercial, I read, I actually read that in an article, but I did watch the commercial, I did, I missed that uh, reference, but it was Solomon and then. Rehob, I I knew this Rehoboam um, was a biblical name because I grew up going to church. And anyway, um, but I I was it's a whole lot of more references, and then the the whole thing in the in the starting sequence where it looks like um Michelangelo's uh, creation of man or creation of Adam, where the hands are touching and it's coming up through the water, mm-hmm. um the reflection in the water, and then when as you watch the opening they they grow further and further apart and then at the end it's like the the host one like the the head comes apart and it's like it, it the hosts are going away from from mankind and they're going to be the ones that are in control and that's what i think it's going to be
0: yeah i mean obviously something with this much information and i mean they are setting this up as kind of a corporate battle too right like mm-hmm. insight versus Delos. Yes, Delos's idea was to create a control, right, and then mm-hmm. bring in the people. Yep. Rehobam and Insight's idea is to do that in the outside world, and use that basically. At, I mean, I I'm I should ask my wife, the scientist, of what the control becomes, but basically to invert that and get it get the data from every little thing that people are doing. In the real world. And I guess Mm -hmm. Dolores, if we kind of extrapolate that, Dolores may be trying to kind of flip it. So she, as the host, through the use of the rehobum and these little pill, these nano pills that people seem to be taking. Yeah, I need to know
2: more about those. That's weird.
0: They showed it like four or five times. That's going to be important. Mm -hmm. You know? And I mean, we had already theorized before this season That in the same way that Maeve and Clementine were able to use like the whisper net to control things around them Mm -hmm. and host that Dolores could perhaps they show a little bit of it when she opens the door to his house and when she calls the motorcycle that she has that innate connection with technology that, you know, she says it in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, right. She says it to him like, who would have I known that you have surrounded yourselves with the things that I could use? Right. <laughs> right. So it's like people don't. Re- it's basically. I'm getting the feeling that Dolores feels like the outside world is Westworld. It just hasn't been turned on yet. That, that all that the pe- sounds about right. You know, all the people are kind of hosts already. They're being mm-hmm. controlled in the same way that we have Caleb, who is. you know, they're showing like the economic stratification. He keeps on trying to get a job. He's, He's basically at the whim of the system. He's, you know, he's waking up. You made a great point in your notes, Brett, about how he wakes up every day like Teddy. They keep on showing us him waking up like that. Now, you had another theory that we'll get into, but thematically speaking, that does speak to the fact that who did we have at Westworld? They were all rich people, right? Mm-hmm. Who wanted to go and kill hosts and, and have sex with them. Now on the outside world, we see what's really the difference. The life that Caleb leads is one where he doesn't have much control at all. And he's at the mercy of these companies and his score. They seem to have like, um, you know, where people say in the future we're going to be judged by like a like not just your credit score but like your person score, you know if you go you're going to go like to the head of the line at the store because you've been nicer to people. Like, yeah, um, it's a
2: meritocracy. He said, yes. Yeah,
0: like in Dark Mirror. Yes. Did you guys see that episode? Not me. Okay. It's basically where like you have to everyone is uh, voting on each other on an app constantly. So like after this podcast is over, I would give you and Brett like five stars, you know, and then you'd give me five for our interaction. So Mm -hmm. like everything's based on, and then that would be judged by the government. Actually, I heard that. I think that China has something like this, like your, your citizen score. Um, so I feel like she's trying to kind of turn that on and take over through that way. But she goes through this elaborate thing that happens. And I would love to hear from you guys what you thought about the whole kind of action set piece of ta- of take killing Martin or taking him away and replacing him. <laughs> How much of that do you think was planned? Do you I mean, like, what, uh, what were your thoughts on it? That was so cool. Um, I
1: think, I think it's not that if that exact scenario was planned, but I believe that she, with her tapping into Rehoboam, she was able to see so many of the likely paths of, of, of how she could actually go about swapping the Martins. And that was one of them that she was, you know, able to observe. So she kind of, she was already prepared. So it's not like she was in complete control. She was just she just had all the information she needed for for whatever your scenario popped up.
2: I imagine that she probably had some sort of plan. I don't know that it was for that exact moment, but somehow and I mean she was always speaking her commands out loud whereas Maeve could just like you said use that whisper net or whatever and just Everybody did what she wanted them to do when she wanted them to do it. Um, I feel like if she, if Dolores had something like that, she would have used it, but she didn't. I'm sorry, I'm thinking this through. Um, because I was like, Well, how did she get the, the Martin to be there when she was like, a, quote unquote, unconscious in the car? Um,
0: yeah. See, but, something when else. she
2: called the when she called the motorcycle to come to her again, which that that was hilarious when the motorcycle showed up. <laughs> Took out that guy. Oh, that was great. But, but- Jenny,
0: we're, when that motorcycle started moving, and then Martin, who Tommy Flanagan from Sons of Anarchy, I was hoping somehow he would get on the motorcycle and we could have like a little <laughs> SOA so, reunion, you, you know? Like, yeah. We could like t- make a riding through this world <laughs> meme of, of it or something, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know exactly how she did it, but she had to have done something. She she had that knife or something in her hands that she cut the um, cords that were on her wrists. But then she stabbed the dude in the back seat with her. Now, what I was confused by, and I watched it like three times, <laughs> because um, it was just Martin and one other dude that had gone up to the car and... He was shocked by something he saw, which I assume was other Martin. Yes. And then he turned and called for his compadres. And before they could come, that's when Dolores stabbed the guy, shot the other guy. Yep. And then she got out and she shot the, the two people she that sh- were shooting at her from in the street, well, which was Martin and the guy that went up to the car, wasn't it? But then it I was really confused yeah. by that. Who there was were, the other guy that was up there?
1: There, <laughs> there? there were four men total outside of the car.
2: Okay. it was yes. Martin
1: and the guy he was with. And Well, I thought the guy that she
2: stabbed got out, and that's the one she ran over, right?
1: <laughs> yes. I
2: thought that was the guy she the stabbed. The guy that she
1: ran over is the guy she stabbed. Okay. But they... <laughs> They, from the angle that they showed it, they didn't actually ship. So Mar- Martin and the guy next to him were facing the back of the car. There were two other men that were further down what that. The, that the front of the car was facing when she got out of the car, she actually shot Martin and the other guy first. You couldn't see it except the rear view uh, camera in the car. So, She shoots those guys first and then she shoots the other guys. Yes. And if you're keeping an eye on the rear view camera, you see Martin after he's shot, he kind of hobbles over to the car and and, drives away. Yeah. While she's shooting the while she walks over and shoots the other guys to make sure they're dead on the ground. So it was a little confusing, but also very awesome at the same time. Yes. How they how they incorporated the rear view camera in the car.
0: And wasn't it cool how the rear view camera was like the phone where it goes over the edge, where it wasn't just like a little, uh, or I should say the monitor. It wasn't just a little TV. It took up like the whole dashboard. Yeah. I love that. I thought it yeah. was so cool. And yeah, yeah. if you're watching, actually – there's three points of reference the 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 back camera the side mirror and looking in front so if you I'm look gonna have in, to watch yeah. it
2: like three more times <laughs> if
0: you look in the yeah. side mirror you can see what you're talking about with Martin and then the other guy that she run when she gets back in the car and she runs over him you have to keep on watching that mirror at the same time she's but if you look over in the corner...
2: So, yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. watch it again and like watch this mirror and then watch the camera. <laughs> well, that's
0: what I wanted to talk about it because I thought, you know, Ken and I discussed it and I've listened to some other pods and I think that – and I've watched it again too. They – the only reason that they are near the – at the park near the lakeside where they meet with Caleb and some other couriers is because and the only reason they're at the secondary location, it's this is my understanding. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Is because they are following information that they stole from her phone. Right? Isn't I right, is, aren't I right that about if that? That? <laughs> that happened. No, yes, I, right. I I yeah. I
2: missed it. Yep. <laughs> I yep. believe okay. you.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Brett, you agree?
1: Yes, I agree. Okay, that, that's why they. I believe my understanding is that's why they chose that spot is that that was the the location that they took four
0: minutes to dig out of her phone. Yes, and exactly. Totally that. Yep, <laughs> and that's why that will Martin. That's why,
2: Martin sh- that's why other Martin showed up there.
0: Yes, that's what I'm trying to get to, Jenny. This whole thing is <laughs> no, a setup. This is a whole set. It went h- how it was supposed to go down to the fact that the medication that they inject into Dolores
2: trying to kill her
0: we're trying to kill her woke her back up
2: I don't think she was ever unconscious
0: see that's that's an I I don't disagree with you I I have a I, I think she
2: was just playing like she was unconscious but
0: I feel like then why? There is. I started to mention it with Ken, but there's a French movie where this happens where there's this elaborate con and the thing that's delivered is actually an antidote that the guy knows. Maybe it was Sherlock Holmes I'm talking. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was the Sherlock Holmes show on BBC, but he gets delivered the antidote because he predicts that his nemesis will poison him. But the nemesis is the one who gives him the antidote. <laughs> He's <laughs> delivering, right? So it's a trick. So I, th- when I'm watching it, I'm saying, okay, what happens is Martin comes up from behind her, knocks her out, says to to uh, John Gallagher, or who I keep on wanting to call Liam Gallagher because I love Oasis, but he said, he said, she's she has been you know, receiving messages and texts and she, do you even know who she is? And then when he puts him up against the wall, you know? Um, yes. And he shows him her phone and he says, look at this message. And he says, we're going. And then they grab her and quickly get into the hover car and they go to the, 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 um, lakeside. And I think he, while they're in flight and she's all unconscious or something, they say the next location is here, right? It's like, it's, I mean, don't, let's not forget. This is Jonah and Nolan inception, right? There's like a series <laughs> of events that are happening. And then right. that, so the whole, th- when they, after they get this stuff, then they go get in the car and they pull over into this area. And that's when Martin first shows up. And then he shows up
2: again <laughs> at the park, he must have like a he he, he the, must have a something that knows that, that he's supposed to go there.
1: Well, I, I agree with you, Axel. Um, you just kind of sold me as I've been thinking more about it. Yeah, this the, the there was a setup
0: by Dolores that went perfectly. That's what I'm. I become. I thought that at first, and then I rewatched it again after a podcast with Ken. and I said, I I have not totally figured this out. I probably have to watch it again just that sequence, but. Well, it's mine, but it sp- has to do with Rehoboam because yeah. it, they, okay, go ahead, Brett, because I think um, you're picking up on what I'm laying down.
1: Y- yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I believe that she was able to, to plan the scheme based on what she learned in Rehoboam. Yeah. As far as the paths that Martin would be taking over the, ne- over the course of the next week or whatever. um, And even and down the, to the how very,
0: they'd react. He'd try yeah, to the, shoot yeah, exactly. you here.
1: He'd when he flees in his car and he drives, he's driving somewhere and she's chasing him and she diverts from the chase because she knows where he's going. She knows he's going to that park. So she, she, uh, and I believe she obtained that information based through Rehoboam, but that's the, that's how she was able to intercept him at the park. And you see her, you know, veer right while he keeps going straight. Yup. And and she, yeah, that's, has all this information on him,
0: yeah and and we have to and when and this is a type of show where if this was a normal you know cops and robber thing you know or like a sherlock holmes thing you have to suspend your disbelief and say well he's really smart he's a detective you know but in this you can say no, they're using like a computer algorithm. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> exact. And when she communicates with the thing, that's what I'm starting to feel like. There was stuff that happened in that three month time period. I think that the first part of the show where she takes out his name's Jerry, right? Yes. When she takes out Jerry, was her setting herself up. I think that happened almost. Like almost immediately after the end of season two, that after she left Bernard in Arnold's house and went off with Hale, within a oh. within a couple of days she was doing the Jerry job. Yeah, that actually may have happened before she even woke Bernard up. Oh, great point,
1: Brett. If you can, if you consider the language she used, that I'm, I am the I'm the last of my kind, at least for now. Mm. This could have happened before she actually built Bernard back
2: up
0: great point.
2: I still find that an odd turn of phrase though because even if Bernard had not been turned on, Maeve still existed. Well, maybe she thought Maeve was dead though.
0: Yeah, she probably did. Remember cuz she when she left the last time she saw Maeve.
2: That's true. It was on the she the, on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: She thought uh, oh no, it was in the lot. It was in the parking lot inside of the um um uh, the, the what call it? The main I'm losing,
1: yeah Actually, hailbot, I the believe
0: saw her on the beach, like on a pile of bodies Oh, boat. you're right, she was hailbot, you're absolutely right, it wasn't yeah. in the parking deck,,
2: hmm.
0: yeah, you're absolutely right, Brett. I remember that now, in my mind, as she was walking to the boat as hail, she saw she saw um Maeve. and then she saw a couple of other people too that were a couple other characters that we recognize. And then that's when they came running and said, they found a high value subject, which I believe to be William. Right. And then she got on the thing. All right. I think this, well, to go back to the whole, go back to the whole heist, I think upon further examination, there was, the thing that gets me is why the deliveries what was being delivered. That's why I thought that those drugs actually woke her back up or helped her in some way. Cause could you guys figure out? Well, the, well, Martin ordered that package, didn't he?
2: Yes, he did. And he had the guy inject her, and he injected her with two of them, and he kept feeling her neck for a pulse. And he – or well, it looked like he was feeling her neck for a pulse, but he said she's still breathing. And oh, then, okay. Um, okay. Martin, or, uh, Martin said to give it to him. If you got to do something or you need something done, you got to do it yourself or something to that effect. And he was getting ready to inject her himself. He had one in his hand when the other car pulled up, and he went to go see what it was.
1: Yeah.
2: See, I didn't remember some of the shit. I just missed that one. (laughs) And I know what scene you were talking about finally, but it took me a while to get there. I was like, oh, oh, way back. Yeah. So, but I don't, I didn't remember all the the things about looking through her phone because I I did miss that.
0: Okay. That's interesting because the secondary part I want to ask you all is if you thought that the meeting with Caleb was on purpose. I do. Okay.
2: I like Brett's theory. I think you should let him tell it now.
0: Go,
1: Brett. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Um, All right. My theory on Caleb is that he is the test subject of a secret hybrid host experiment in the real world. Now, my evidence for this is, well... Visually, the way you mentioned that he wakes up in his bed every morning, you know, from the the camera angle, is the exact same with the light shining in on his face, just like Dolores woke up in the uh, in her ranch bedroom.
2: You know it that Maeve sometimes woke up like that too, right? So it wasn't even just Dolores. That was like mirroring back to the other seasons too. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Um,
1: so he and he he mostly works the same loop every day. Um, He does not have an implant, which means perhaps he's untouched by Rehoboam, which means uh, which would be smart if this were a secret project so that he wouldn't be outed. His mother tells him, you're not my son, so that could just be her recognizing that he's not him. He he admits that he's been shot in the head before when uh, he has the gun in his face. So my theory was perhaps instead of a brain reconstruction. He was led to cognitive uh, cognition replacement. the theory the therapy program that he's in could actually that he's enrolled in could actually just be a fidelity test. His best friend Francis, dying in the war is his backstory or his cornerstone. And once he realizes that that man on the other end of the phone is not his friend, He passes his own fidelity test, and he's allowed to exit the program, which we see him do.
0: So that's kind of how I I tied the theory together in my head. Do you think that this is something that Ford had set up on the outside world and is part of – because I go back to that idea that Ford – and I know you love the idea, too, that Ford is still somehow – doing this is this maybe something that he left to help dolores and that's why he completes the program right and then what happens he meets uh dolores he meets dolores almost immediately it could be ford
1: um it could also be you know a secondary delos experiment since they were kind of the engineer of the first one perhaps they were trying it again you know Mm. not on westworld The real world.
0: Ooh, I have another one, Brett. You ready for this? Okay. In in the same way that we were talking about, Incite is doing it one way. Delos is doing it another way. Maybe this is their way of doing it. That Mm. he is their Delos. He, they, in the way that um, Delos has not still up to this point. Now we have that you know, that stinger that's going to mess us up the whole season with man in black, William, right? But they've already said, I think the, you know, the word on the street that takes place at a future time. They have not yet figured out how to do it. Delos was right. not successful as far as we know. So could it be that insight was through different means, which is Rehobam? And maybe they're working with the U S government in some way or, you know, and maybe the whole thing, the whole, like you're talking about this whole, like after the military experience that he had, where he's now using the Rico app and his friend dies from them being criminals, maybe that's all fake. And he's just been there for like a couple months.
2: I didn't think his friend died from them being criminals. I thought they were in the military together.
0: No, I I think, yeah, I thought
1: that too, because I think he said something about how he never came. He never got back. So, because he was not a part of this world because he never made it back from the war or something is how I interpreted. that.
0: Yeah, but when they show him getting shot though, they're in street clothes. Oh, maybe they're doing a co-op, like a, like not co-op. They're doing, I'm thinking video games. They're doing like a spy mission, (laughs) right? That's what you're mm-hmm. okay. I I know you you okay. I buy that. I wasn't sure whether that the criminality maybe started like overseas near where they were stationed somewhere because we don't know what the you know what I mean. Like I thought maybe, and then he kind of comes back to the states to take care of his mom. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thought. That's what I gleamed from it. But I buy that completely. That they were just doing like special ops. You know the one. That,
2: one thing that um, with the implants, I think he might have an implant based on something that Francis said to him in one of the calls, because he said, "Have you thought about reactivating your implant?" Yes,
0: you're absolutely right, Jenny. He just so doesn't have, he it does have it turned
2: on. He doesn't have it turned on.
0: Yeah, and that could so, be a foul. I love this theory, Brett. I I mean, I I think it's right. (laughs) Okay. Like um, when you, and especially with the waking up thing, because I picked up on that too. That was such a big deal in seasons one, in season one especially, but they did some of it in season two. But the idea of the loop, you know, even Mm -hmm. the the brief description of this episode on, at least on my direct TV, it said something like Dolores finds the loops in the outside world or something. It was something like, I I should have written it down, but I really love this idea because they played so much. I asked Ken this, how, how quickly did you all discover that his friend was not, was already dead? How, like, how soon did you think of that?
1: I didn't even think of it until the end.
0: Jenny.
2: Yeah, me either until he, and I didn't even catch it my first time through. Um, I caught it when I listened to it again on the second time. And I, well, I mean, I had listened to your podcast too, but um, I didn't catch it.
0: You know, I, I'm not trying to, trying to boast or anything, you know, I'm just saying that <laughs> I, I was almost immediate for me. You like, saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, almost immediately. Like, I think the second, the first call, I was just thinking, oh, that's Kid Cuddy, or because I loved him on Made in America, that HBO show. I don't know if anybody ever watched that. Nobody probably did. But um, I I really thought, I always thought he was, uh, I'm not into like music a lot, but I always wanted him to act more because I think he's a really good actor. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, he sounds robotic though. This is, and then I was like, that's not him. Immediately, I was like, that is an AI pretending to be him. This is a therapy program. And it was, that's exactly what I thought it was, You're but so I,
2: smart. I'm, well, I'm, I'm just well, I saying didn't
0: even the guy that the guy that told them that
1: they didn't have any jobs for him. I, I even thought that guy was human until the end of that conversation. So I'm just a sucker.
0: Oh. <laughs> I just, I thought everything was so fake in this world. Um, and also that has been, that's not the first time there, there, I read some sci-fi book or story that had something like that. Um, I mean, it's an old, you know, because so much there's so many of these genre stories that deal with loss and death and the idea, you know, it reminded me a little bit of her too. the way even the way they were shooting it. I felt it was a little homage with the bridges and stuff. He kept on talking to him on a bridge, you know, that's symbolic, too, for he's moving from one place to another emotionally. So I, I kind of picked up on that, but I felt like. They, that was such a huge part of this episode, and it was really emotional, which I love that Westworld was doing that because I know that – I think, Jenny, you had said some in feedback last season. I think, Brett, we talked about it too that one of the things with Westworld is like that Acheta episode was fantastic, but they needed to kind of do that every episode where they ground us a little bit more in the emotionality of the characters, you know? Right. Because that also lends us to wanting Dolores, like recognizing Dolores as a real, like they did with Maeve. You want them to be real people to you.
1: Yes. Um, Well, I think, yeah, they did a good job here, especially considering we'd never met this character before. Yeah.
0: So that's why I buy your theory so much because that's, that's, that's our cornerstone to him. Taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. and We're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in CuffLinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has you might think to yourself hey i don't have an informal event coming up you know i'm not into cufflinks but guess what they have a lot more than that actually i'm wearing a pair of star wars socks that they sent me cufflinks.com is where it's at go to cufflinks.com slash dvr today hey everybody i've got an exciting announcement Our very own Heath Sentazo, a.k.a. Heath Solo, who you know is a great actor, has been writing a screenplay and is now producing his first feature film, The Star City Murders. A team of detectives are tracking down a serial killer, but his methods are like nothing law enforcement has ever seen. It's a race against time before more victims are claimed. The Star City Murders. You can be a big part of this project and become a backer. Just go to cefilms.com for all the information on the film and how to donate, or go to kickstarter.com and search the Star City Murders. And also, if you look in the show notes or at dvrpodcast.com, all the links are there for you. There are many great rewards for donating, including a tier where you get an exclusive behind the scene podcast hosted by me, Axel Foley. That's right. Let's help get Solo make this movie, all right? Go out there and donate $5, $10, whatever you can give. Let's make sure that Solo gets this done. And also, all the Patreon funds coming to DVR Podcast are going to this Kickstarter because we believe in Solo. This is going to be an awesome movie, and we want to be a part of it. So head on over to CE Films today. The Star City murders, baby. Let's find the killer. So I just wanted
1: to add an addendum to my theory. Um, because the reason the James Dellis experiment did not work is because he kept hitting this cognitive plateau. Uh I theorize that the reason the Caleb experiment did work is that he had not only did it have a cornerstone and he had an, an active core drive but he also had enough stimuli to to occupy his brain. You know, with, with James Delos, he was confined to this small apartment and he grew bored. And it's almost like his new mind had too much time to question its own existence. But with Caleb, he's out in this busy, flashy, real world. He's so preoccupied with just surviving and finding a new job. So there's no impetus for his mind to perceive a break in cognition that would lead to this existential instability.
0: I I, I I love that I think that's dude this is what we were talking about last year when we said why didn't they just put him in the park exactly right? like why didn't they why did they keep delos they were they tested him in the in the um cradle right or no I should say in the forge because that was the first level right remember right. when they yes, entered so- the forge well that's
2: that's what I was that's kind of what I was saying before, Axel, they couldn't do that with him because they he died and he didn't know he he died and they had to like preserve his consciousness from there. And because he wasn't one to go visit the park, he he needed to be in his real world surroundings and they found that they couldn't do it with the real world surroundings. That's what um Ford said when he was talking to Bernard or Dolores or whoever it was he was talking to in season two, about halfway through when he's like, we found that we had to do it this way, you know, within the park. But yeah, because he hadn't been spending any time in the park. I don't think that would have worked for Delos. It would have been too big of a shock.
1: I agree, but it could work. It possibly could have worked for William and maybe that's still an open question.
2: Right. Because, like, c- was he really? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The game that Ford playing with William, I'm not sure that we know for sure what that was. So you that know, the- that's
2: funny because one of the things that i found odd in season two was when william should have been dead and he goes into that little way station and he pulls open the wall and he basically has a cheat code he has like a life pack like you do in a video game like how did that really it was a restore point like how was he able to restore himself if he if he was an actual human I wondered that like and it never well, really it, occurred it, to me to think that he might have a a ball in his head.
1: The the only answer to your question is that future tech future medical technology <laughs> could true. could could heal <laughs> a couple of his gunshot wounds or something. Uh, who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I have to admit that when I watched season 2 again as well, I felt like He gets shot on multiple occasions. (laughs) Like, There's no way he's alive. But then with the stinger, it makes it out like, no, he only becomes a host after the last time (laughs) he's shot and and right by Dolores. Right. But I was like, wait. Well, he's
2: not even shot by Dolores. His gun misfires because she put that little thing in there.
0: Yeah. That's right. You're right. So it's so- it it blew
2: his hand off.
0: that, That made me think, and I think, I mean, we had talked about last season is maybe he was the success. And the reason why Delos, we think of him as not being successful is because he was purposefully preventing him from being successful because he wanted to control the company. And that was part of the reason as well that his wife committed suicide is because he had that capability within him. Now, she saw his score and all that, but imagine if what else was on that card was information that he was purposefully stopping her father.
2: Do you think she even knew that he had her father's consciousness that, or whatever I, in suspected that test chamber? That-
0: I've suspected that they might return to that um, if we return to his story. I'm not sure that we're going to return to his story that deeply, but I hope we do. And if we do, I suspected when I first watched it, I suspected it. And upon rewatch, I was convinced that he was purposefully keeping him there. That That's a great point, Axel. I, I love that. And so maybe they are successful. And maybe it has something to do with Ford. Maybe he helped them. Maybe it has something to do with Insight. Maybe it was because of exactly what we're talking about is that they just, he was used to the park. He loved the park. So by putting him back in the park, it actually allowed his consciousness to become okay with the fa- with that uh, unreality and convince himself that he was real, you know, like Mm -hmm. that was another thing that they did with Delos is they very quickly said to him, you died, right? Yes. They didn't, they didn't try to make him pretend that he never died. They admitted it to him. So he had to consciously accept that he had died and was in a new body through their technology. Maybe the fact that, William was convinced otherwise that they lied to him or any lied to himself and that he was in the park allowed him to flourish. You and know? Caleb,
1: yeah. Going back to Caleb too. He, he was never told that he died. I if love that's that. What in fact happened.
0: Brett. So. I think that's so smart, man. And also mm-hmm. the other thing is with the use of ro- Rohabim, rehobim, <laughs> um, it could augment his reality, right? Even, even little things that it it. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, if he's having a bad day, or maybe they're they're reading his levels of how of the acceptance, you know, of the program. They he finds a dollar on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Because they in an implant makes somebody drop it. I'm just little like like a video game like. Huh. They're pro- Rehoboam programmed the world around him to make it better for him to achieve the, this goal. And so if, then that opens up a whole new avenue of control,
1: you know? if Yeah, if you think that he's connected to Rehoboam, yeah. because the, the opposing theory is that maybe he's the Delos experiment and he's, you know, in opposition to the experiment going on with Insight.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate question. I right. mean, we're just the, we're spitballing right. right now, right? And, and it could not be true when he's just a regular guy. But I love what you picked up on, Brett. His mom saying, you're not my son. That is also, have we not seen that in movies before, too? Where, you know, the crazy person says something and then you find, oh my God, they were right. They weren't crazy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Jenny.
1: Of course. And uh, one last thing with Caleb. Going back to Dolores. She did make a comment before she uh, went to L.A. with Liam that she had friends there. Now, I don't know if she meant the States or if she meant L.A. specifically, but who would she be referring to?
2: That was my question. Do you remember that line, Axel?
0: No, when was that?
2: When she Um, was... When she was with uh Liam and the couple and she was telling the guy about the part of his brain that evolved to believe in God, at the end right. of that whole thing, she asks uh or he asked her to go to LA and she said she could visit with some friends or something like that. And oh, then yeah. I, I wondered the she same thing a that,
1: there that she hasn't seen in yeah, a while. Yeah. I can't exactly how she says it, but
2: that's so yeah thing. then it makes you wonder if like what you were saying if if she was the only one at the time when um when she uh went to see Jerry and then she turned got Bernard back online if like she had <laughs> created something for this Caleb guy because how the hell does – I mean, it's been three months. How has she like done all these things? Well, because she's a robot, I guess. But.
0: <laughs> she's, a, she's a super robot. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. See, I thought when she said that, I thought maybe she was talking about hail or – but the idea – I mean, I think it's – I assume
2: a, hail is like – I I don't know. Did it show was, – was that one of the things – I'm was that sorry. London
1: That the, uh, or it was another part of the world. I think it wasn't the United States where, where that was that in was. China? It may have been, I can't remember.
2: Cause there was China and there was London and there was LA. And yep. then uh, I don't remember. Wasn't there one more location? Um, I feel like it was in China, but I might be wrong. That might've just been, um, Arnold or I'm sorry, Bernard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Bernard. We've talked a lot about um, Dolores and Rahobam. What, um, Jenny? What was your reaction to to Bernard's whole situation? That weird meat factory. Um, <laughs> I don't know meat.
2: anything about that meat factory. <laughs> that was just bizarre, and the little huts they were staying in was kind of weird too. And the the button thing, I missed that on my first watch, but um, I listen to the podcast, but also on my rewatch, I watched it and I know you had some thoughts on that, but I had wondered if, um, if when Dolores programmed him, cause you know, she was the one that basically built Bernard anyway. She even told Bernard that last season, but when she reprogrammed him with his new ball or body or both or whatever it was, um, did she put, I feel like she put like a, a Wyatt, like, you know, cause it's like he has this little split personality and he's literally controlling it with a button. Like, did she put a Wyatt part in him? I mean, it may not be called Wyatt, but like.
1: I, I assumed that he was able to do that to himself. That's what he I built Just like di- diagnostic version of himself.
2: Right. So and could- I. I, I i I agree on the diagnostic part, but I meant like the crazy killer part because yeah. Bernard always hedged at killing people that 's why I, I agree that it that he definitely could put him in put his, put himself into diagnostic mode, but like the killer part that 's what what made me wonder if if Dolores had done that
0: well isn 't that interesting, Jenny? You bring up something really cool, which is that we should make a distinction between those two states of consciousness for Bernard. When we see him running the test on himself and asking the questions, right? When's the last time you were in contact with Dolores, right? Mm -hmm. 39 day, blah, 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 you know, whatever, how many 90 something days. Then when he pushes, yeah. When he pushes the button, he acts purely violently, and destructively right and in self preservation mode, those do seem to be two separate modes. Mm. He's not pushing the button and going in diagnostic mode is not violent mode violent mode I think, and i had said it, I think he becomes like weinard he <laughs> he- he realized that what Ford said to him. What Mave said to him, what Delor- the all three of them said to him, you're not strong enough to survive. And right?
1: he's worried that Dolores is accessing the Wyatt side of him because that's, that's the side, you know, pinging. So it would make sense if, if, if it was Dolores that, that built this violent side of him and that, you know, for her, for her to perhaps use.
0: Yeah, I could see that, but I'm And still- also
2: just to make it so that he could survive.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good point, because she did want that, right? She definitely wanted him to be a part of this story and act as a foil to him. And obviously she set him up. Do you guys think it was her that set him up? Or was that something that just happened? You know, that they blame him for everything now.
1: I believe it was her that set him up. Um, I had always assumed that he kind of brought her back or she brought him back out of like a mutual respect. But there is part of me that wonders that if the only reason she brought him back was that. So he since everyone believes that Bernard is human. If he can be a scapegoat for the massacre that went down in Westworld. And so as long as he's like a fugitive out there. The people would want to believe that he's responsible for programming these, you know, what happened as opposed to, you know, believing that the the robots became sentient on their own. Mm, Yeah. So I think it could buy her some time if he's, you know, a fugitive out there
0: and a scapegoat. And it makes sense to that. That does. I guess it's hard to tell because. She is the one who made him and the way she explains it at the end of season two is, you know, she says, I'm not, if I, if I, I wouldn't do this, if I was human, I'm something different, you know, and I know we need to work together like this. And then it, it still makes me think of like, was that Ford really though? (laughs) You know, like I want to believe it's her and, but then why would she like make a preemptive strike and immediately make him a fugitive. It seems like kind of unfair, but then it does seem like the most plausible way to also get the company back up and running as soon as possible and take control of it as, as hail, which she's obviously done. Right. So it does make sense that it was Dolores that did this. Um, but
2: I, I think don't it's know. hilarious that they have an algorithm bot standing in for, <laughs> I'm assuming, William or the man in black or whatever. Yeah.
0: I think so, too. I think that that thing was standing in. For, but I have to say, I don't think that Dolores put this Wyatt program in him. I think he did it. I, I think that he augmented himself with this because he knew that he had to do it. But I think it also begs the question, and he introduces the idea of a part of him being in contact with Dolores without another part of him knowing, this kind of continued bifurcation of Bernard, that how much should we trust his actions, you know? Like, I still don't – maybe that's why he's going back to Westworld. Why do you guys think he's going back there?
2: I think he's going back to get Maeve to bring down Dolores.
1: I like that. Yeah, that's my first thought too.
0: Yeah. That's what I think too. I think he's going for Maeve. Now there had been some suggestion, Ken suggested, I think, and I read some comments and whatnot, um, to kind of bring Ford back, like find him in the Westworld system somehow.
1: Uh please please let happen. that be true, but I don't think so.
2: That would be cool, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Anthony Hopkins in a few more episodes, but
0: he's coming back. Um, he's not do you I mean, do we I, I think he's coming back.
2: Uh I won't say that I mean uh do I think he will? No. Would it be possible? Yes. I'm not gonna okay. say it's impossible.
0: <laughs> okay. I,
2: I have not heard any chatter, though I was not really listening for it yeah. either.
0: No, me neither. Spoiler free, baby. I don't. I try not to read any of that stuff. So, if he pops up, but I could see it happening because he just looms over everything. And even when I watched I last too. season, and I was
2: Mave is his favorite. Yeah. So, yep.
0: I And I watched last season, and all I was I was thinking is like, man, so much of this is still him. Yes. Yeah.
1: I w- I wonder if if uh, his fingerprints are out in the real world anywhere as well. Mm. Yeah. We shall see. It was a great
0: episode. I
2: feel like he spent his whole life in the park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like he was born there. Oh my god, he was a host. <laughs> Arnold created well, everything. I mean, they
2: did have the little they did have the little boy uh, Version of him yeah. there
0: yeah, that's that Arnold true. had
2: created for him.
0: Yeah. And the rewatch, I forgot that that little boy popped up again and then, and then, uh, William shot him and killed him.
2: Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Robert, I've had enough of you. Exactly.
0: All right, Robert. Okay. So let's end it up. This is a great discussion, by the way. You guys feel good about our first episode?
2: Do.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm totally geared up. Yeah, this, me too. I think All it right. just set everything up.
0: Cool. Let's um let's talk a little bit about Maeve and then we'll uh hightail it out of here on the Pony Express. What did you think of the Maeve stuff, Jenny?
2: Um I agree with what you and Ken had said that it it does seem like she had just awakened. She seems totally clueless um as to what's going on around her, but I I can't wait to see what what the season has in store for her because Maeve is one of my favorites.
1: I have no idea what to think of Maeve.
2: <laughs>
1: Since the season two finale, she just kind of dropped. I guess she uh, she completed her mission in saving her daughter, and then just kind of collapsed. And then she wakes up sometime later in like World War Two world, I guess.
2: Right. I think that she was ready to be done then, and and maybe it's. Bernard got to Westworld and turned her back online. That's,
0: yeah, that's what I said, Walked
2: and I her back up.
1: Mm, I, yeah, because she's like that. She has blood on her hands, so I'm assuming that she has been operating as a
2: actual uh, just yeah, regular host without conscious ascensions. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, for for some some period of time until I guess just now.
0: And what happened in that room? to change that state. We know that Maeve had done this before, like a and other hosts that we may learn about later, that Ford said that it happened routinely that the living in these loops would cause them. And that was the purpose to wake up. And that Maeve had woken up many times over that 30 year span. And Mm -hmm. so are, are we, is she, is it kind of like, Is there an impetus behind it? Bernard, Felix, somewhat, maybe it's Rehobum. Maybe (laughs) Rehobum got into Westworld, I don't know, and woke up Maeve to defeat Delore, you know? But I like the idea of we're seeing Bernard, like what the result of Bernard getting to Westworld is like, come on, you know, we got to get her back into action. I also had the thought maybe Felix was kind of protecting her by keeping her in that loop, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yes i i agree with that too uh and we saw her wake up hosts as, as like one of her powers i guess she could kind of wake up hosts yeah she did so it to perhaps, her daughter yeah so perhaps someone's
0: doing that for her now so perhaps that is bernard <gasps> oh this,
1: this.
0: i like that idea wouldn't it be beautiful if her daughter was playing like some other character in the and and she will like that she returned the favor to her because my understanding is in season two, she's starting to wake up her daughter, right? And mm-hmm. then it gets interrupted, I think, by the other, the new mother. But when the daughter is sitting there with Achetta, he recognizes. Uh,
1: they're, in, they're in the virtual Eden right now. So. Oh, that's true. So that's the like a th-
2: satellite uplink, is what they made it sound like. Yes, so you're right. if they're on a satellite somewhere or somehow, they're still stored. So they I, theoretically could come back. I would. Mm.
0: – Yeah. See, I was thinking I of mean, a copy, but you're right. It's not her. That that copy would not be the woken up daughter. The woken up people are right. in the forge, they, or
2: they would need to be reawakened.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point, Brett. You're right. They, no, well, they, they – they, yeah, they were sent away to a satellite or some secure location where there is no connection between our world and theirs is what Dolores said. But then again, too, I don't know if I believe that. You it's, know what I'm saying? It's true. Yeah, and, and if you... they're reconstituting Westworld, that means they're also reconstituting – Perhaps Dolores, in some way, is reconstituting the program to be used for her purposes. True. You know, and the forge and everything. I mean, they did drain it. They could have fixed it, and there could be a new because Dolores was the one who sent them out after, um, after uh, uh, what you call it. Bernard had already shot her. Right, And put her in Hale's body. And she was the one who completed his uh, idea, even though she was originally against it. So she could change her mind and want, maybe she wants Teddy back. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I could see that. Yeah. She could change her mind. Any other thoughts about Maeve? (laughs)
2: <laughs> Nothing off the top. No, really? I mean, we, that stinger scene was really short. so yeah.
0: I, I mean, I hope we see more of her this season because she is kind of my favorite, especially after watching last season, rewatching. I have to say that I found, I think at the end of last season, I was disappointed in the way this stuff played out with her and her daughter. And I didn't feel the emotionality of it. But when rewatching it, I really did feel it. And I I thought they did a really good job of that. I still think the last end flurry where Clementine is coming just wasn't staged properly.
2: I agree. Watching that, I I, I was like... uh, They just didn't
0: do a good job of communicating location and why... I mean, I
2: understood what was going on, but I'm sure that people who are not... Fanatical like we are, um, probably were like, what in the hell is even going on with?
0: And this? why like, didn't Mave, as soon as she saw Clementine, why didn't Mave just freeze everyone
2: or something? Like you know, yeah. yeah,
0: or say kill or yeah. kill? She, yeah, because yeah. yeah. she
2: could have stopped. She could have stopped it. I feel yep. like, but she
0: just started running because
2: I remember thinking that when I watched it the first yeah. time too. I was like, "Why are you not stopping this, Maeve?
1: Well, I think yeah, that's that's what bothered me as well. As we were led to believe that she had powers that were were not being exhibited at, during that scene. Yeah.
0: Now, see, upon the rewatch, I did pick up on something. I think I said last season, which is that we're supposed to believe that the instead of doing that, her overwhelming overriding um passion was to save her daughter so she instead of stopping what was happening and taking control of it, she ran after her daughter that's and, true you know and right. more people could have she could have saved people, but she didn't want a chance that the daughter didn't make it um and mm-hmm. I can buy that, but I think that unless they then have her reflect upon that and see a way that she could have done both or how that choice really reflects on her. Cause like you said, Jenny, it's interesting. She does just kind of die with a smile on her face. Mm -hmm. She just gives herself up at the end. so I wonder, is this new Maeve going to be the same Maeve that we saw in Shogun world? Or is she going to be, once she wakes up She doesn't have that drive to find her daughter. And that was the whole drive last season. She's
2: not going to have the same drive at all, for sure. What's
0: her drive going to be? Is she going to – is she – she's Ford's favorite. Is she going to decide – hell, I don't – you know, I could almost imagine Maeve saying, I'll just stay here. You know, like I don't want to deal with the humans like, you know.
2: Right. In the world that he created for me. Yeah. But she wanted to leave before – she wanted to leave in season one. Remember, she like got on the train, and then when they yes. came and told her, "Oh, hey, I located your daughter. This is where she but is." But that was for that, that was wasn't her. That's true. That's true. He did say well, okay, that he but wrote Ford that story did, uh, for her, but yeah. he's tried to get her to escape.
0: Yeah, but that was her. Her, you know, yours that's is true. a story of escape. He but, tried
2: to get her to escape. But you're right. you chose
0: something her different. That's when she became. Yep, her daughter. Mm-hmm. That's when she became cool. sentient, is that, that was her moment. She chose. It? Yeah. So now yeah, that her cool. cornerstone is in a vault in some satellite, what is she going to do with herself? I find that to be interesting.
1: Well, Ford did say the definition of free will is the ability to alter your core drive, mm. I think. So. So and that's what she did when she was on the train train and changed her mind. So maybe she'll do
0: that again now that her daughter is safe. I love it. Brett, let's end it there. <laughs> You're totally right. Uh, there's going to be a scene if we see, where she says I have to alter my core draw. That's you know, I create my own narrative now. My daughter is safe. I move on, you know. Uh, but I wonder if it'll go a different way. It's interesting. I like it. All right. Any last thoughts, Jenny?
2: No, not really. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, there's other <laughs> things I could say, but like we've been talking long enough, yeah. so.
0: It was fun, Brett. Any last thoughts? My only last thought is that, and
1: you touched on this with Ken. I wonder who the in the uh, the Delos uh, board meeting who was being represented by that uh, algorithm if we know who that is and on a separate point, the Sirach character that we learned, we get the name uh, Sirach, who's the architect of Rehoboam. Yeah. Do, do we know who have we met that person before?
2: I think that person is the partner of um, Liam's father.
1: Yeah. Right. But is it a character we've met already? That's
2: that's a good question. I don't think
0: so. I think this is going to be an entirely new character. But I wouldn't be surprised to find out that this person maybe maybe will get a little bit of a more – maybe they're connected to Ford in some way. We don't really know how – or Arnold, right? Like you've got to think they're setting up this kind of long-range long 30-year history that this guy is somehow involved with them. But I think it's a new character, Brett. Okay. Um, and as far as who is missing at the meeting, that's an interesting one because sh- they say that Charlotte has assumed the the head of um, as the CEO, right? And the CEO yes. and the board and the board member, was that both William or were they two different people? You know That's why I think the robot was voting for William. But then I thought maybe, no, she took William's place. She jumped from the board to being the CEO. Right. So it's, I guess I'm just not maybe up to speed on like corporate structure, but, um, I, w- I that may be some, that may be a misunderstanding and it's just the robots voting for William.
1: It it might be nothing, but yeah. it's just something I'm going to yeah. think about keep in know. keep in mind.
0: You keep thinking about that, Brett. <laughs> you keep thinking. It. We're going to be back next Wednesday. I like the way this went. I like this format. We got a lot of ideas out. This episode was fun. I'm sure it's going to get better. There's only eight this season. Um, Don't forget, everybody, the cleanup text Gina, Tim, and Andy will be coming your way on Friday. I'll be back With Ken on Monday morning. And then the third week, I'll be doing an initial reaction with Justin and Hacks alive on YouTube. And who knows, you know, we're all stuck at home. So who knows what I might get bored and want to do an initial reaction or another podcast (laughs) or something else. You know what I mean? We got a lot to think and talk about. But we do appreciate everybody subscribing. Uh, Please give us a review, share, go over to our Patreon, listen to Better Call Saul and listen to Curb Your Podcast with Tim and I. I think that's all we got for you this evening. Thank you again for listening. Peace out. holding her was the exact same way at the end on the beach that's
2: another callback yep to the past seasons it was when william caught her in the first season too when Mm -hmm. she passed out it was like it's i mean there's so many things that are mirroring the previous seasons and people want to be all stupid and like (laughs) there it's so confusing the time well yeah it was a little confusing the first season, but once you realized what was going on, it wasn't that confusing if you fucking paid attention. Yeah,
0: you gotta pay attention.
2: I don't it's- think I swore once in this podcast, Axel. <laughs> so I think it's a record.
0: I'm gonna edit that part in just just so it gets in there, Jenny. I'll put it at the end.
2: Like, i just realized that when i said fucking
0: that's <laughs> I awesome like,
2: i didn't say any swear words this whole podcast
0: <laughs> lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
2: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office